All right, so welcome back everyone. It's lovely to have you all back today. Um, and so we're gonna do pretty similar to what we did yesterday. Um, I have a tip, another uh, a tip today that um, I thought of this morning that I think would be useful. And then, uh, then we'll go around check on how everyone's doing and then we'll get down to business and actually practice the thing. So uh, for my, my tip for today is to ask yourself throughout the day, whenever you think of it, and you can put notes around or your reminders to remind yourself, but check in with yourself and ask yourself this question, am I choosing this moment? In every moment you can, ask yourself, am I choosing this moment? And the reason for that is because we spend the vast majority, 98 to 99% of our time on automatic. So we're just automatically feeling, automatically thinking, and automatically responding and acting. So when you start asking yourself, am I choosing this moment? Then, you, then, that, then the answer may be yes or no, but you have that power in that moment to choose. And you may choose you know, to, to not feel good, and that's okay as well. So the key with this little bit is that you are choosing. So whether you choose, so I know a while ago, um, I used to get really irritable with technology. And sometimes I would become aware that I could change my state. I could walk away. I could do something happy. I could, you know, do something I liked. I could think of something I loved. I could do this exercise, but I chose, <laughs> I thought, no, I want this to work and it must work. And I, but it was still my choice. And it's the choice that empowers you. Even if you choose not to be happy, it still empowers you because it's you choosing it. And so getting into that habit of, am I choosing this moment? And uh, I see it as like cruise control, you know, cruise control in, on your car. And that cruise control is on all the time, basically, until you hit the brake or change speed or take the cruise control off. And that's the equivalent of this, uh, this question. Am I choosing this moment is like taking your car off cruise control for, you know, for now and either going faster or slower or doing whatever you want to do with, with that speed. Does that kind of make sense to everyone? Uh, Odile, uh, maybe just a little clarification around the fact that it is about choosing your emotional state we may not have any choice or control right. over the physical circumstances that are happening in our lives, thank but you. it's about choosing your emotional state. That's right. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that, Steve. Yes. So, so whatever's going on around you and, uh, you know, you may have physical symptoms or whatever that, and of course you're not choosing those things. Um, so thank you. Yeah. It's, am I choosing this moment in how I feel and where mm. I'm putting my focus? So, which means, um, so I'll give you an example, you know, just going about your day feeling just meh, you know, not particularly excited, not particularly unexcited, but just meh. That, those are the times when you're kind of cruising in, in that kind of um, uninspired state. Those are the times when you ask yourself, am I choosing this moment and in that moment, you have the choice to go and feel excited, open your heart, do the exercise, think of something you love, think of things you're grateful for, use your touchstone. So, you know, yes, thank you. Or uh, I love my life. That's, that's changing. That's taking, uh, taking your car off uh, cruise control in that moment. So, and you know, when we're, when we're triggered, when we're upset or angry or frightened or whatever, that's, that's one thing that's noticeable. But when we're Blair, <laughs> that's the time that it can be sneaky when we don't notice. Now, if I had everything I wanted, is this how I would be feeling? You know, is this how, if I had suddenly had all the money I wanted, the relationship I wanted, the health I wanted and so on, how would I be feeling right now? because whatever you're, and what would I be thinking about? Because whatever you're feeling and whatever you're thinking about is determining the direction you're going in. And so am I choosing this moment also means, am I choosing 
to face the direction I want to go in and not just the, de the default uh, setting. So I hope that helps. And um, of course, uh, we'll um, have to answer questions on, on that. And so uh, someone says, I like to ask myself, how good am I willing to feel? Oh, I like that a lot. Yes. How good am I willing to feel? I love that. Allowing yourself. Yes. How good am I willing to feel? Oh, yes. I love that, Kara. Thank you for sharing that. That's fantastic. Uh, so there's another tip there from Kara. Uh, you can uh, make a note of that if you like. How good am I willing to feel? Really like that. Cool. All right, so uh, now we can go around and check in with each person how you're doing. And uh, if your camera's not on, I won't, uh, I won't ask you. But if, you, if your camera's not on and you would like to um, check in, then uh, just unmute yourself. You're very welcome to, of course. And if you uh, aren't on camera and you want to put it in the chat, that's also okay. All right, so starting with Katrina. Hey, Katrina, how are you today? And any questions and how's it going? Um, today, um, today I was extremely tired. Um, really, really tired and really, um, yeah, tired and feeling sluggish and, um, and my attention was brought to, um, I'm actually um, doing more exercise and um, doing lots of things that I wouldn't have been doing. And yet I, um, the weight seems to be creeping on. Uh -huh. And um, so I sort of worked on that this morning, that uh, the weight, what did I say? Put in my weight. Um, and it's this comparison thing, comparing myself with my mother. It's gone back to that. I probably haven't cleaned that up properly. She was small and carried weight. And I'm, you know, and it's like, oh, God, you're getting to like your mother. And it's like, mm -hmm. so that was sort of pulling me down. It's pulling me down. But um, yeah, I went out on my bike and I sort of, you know, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> And we're um, well, we could target that as we're going around, you know, we target absolutely, absolutely, yes. And and were you, uh, just a, a, a quick question, were you able to love you and the weight and regardless of whether you are like your mum or not? I forgot to do that bit. It's okay. It's easy to forget. And, and so we'll do that today. Very good. So, so that's, that's something you can do uh, because, you know, the weight thing, th there's a lot that, that can be contributing to that. So, um, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot around that that's, that's a whole topic on its own. But at the very least, what you want to do is take away the judgment and the emotional attachment to it, because that's one of the first things that will then allow any change to happen in addition, of course, to being healthy and in other ways as well. So um, starting with loving, starting with loving your whole body exactly as it is and loving the fact, you know, that you, that you are like your mother. So if you are like your mother, loving that anyway, loving it all anyway. So that's, that's the, the beginning that will allow you to move forward with any other changes. It'll open the door. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so it starts there. And then of course, yes, the, the, there's so much around that in the other work regarding childhood memories that I won't go into now because it's, it's a lot, but, um, but, but yeah, so there's, there's things like, you know, how do you, how do I know it's not good? To, to have weight what's wrong with weight um what, what's the worst thing about it what's the worst thing about my mum uh because also it could be that you're you are subconsciously trying to be like her in order to get some kind of connection because you mentioned that she was uh distant and cold mm. 
So it could be an unconscious way of being the same as her to try, because our drive is to get love and approval and acceptance from whoever raised us, even if they were terrible people. It's just, that's human nature because we, they, they, our survival relies on the people who raise us. We're not designed to survive on our own. So we will unconsciously do whatever it takes to try and get acceptance, approval, um, you know, love, affection for survival purposes. And sometimes that can mean being, trying to be like them. Sometimes it can mean going the opposite. There's all different depending on what else is in there. So those are just a few things you can look at um, to make some changes. Does that sound good? That sounds brilliant, thank you. Good, you're very welcome. And of course, uh, the, the most important part of all that is, is the unconditional love, is using that power to, to get into the state where you're able to do all of that. Very good, Katrina. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm so, it's, it's so lovely to have you with us. Oh, so Katrina says, so regarding your mum, uh, I never wanted to look like her. So you are saying I would love to look like her. I have to tell myself this. So um, Katrina, what I'm saying is not consciously. I'm going to unmute you so that uh, in case you need to. Um, so, um, it doesn't mean you consciously want to look like her. It means that there's the survival part of you. So think of it this way. If there was a, um, a duck, <laughs> that sounds completely random, but there's a duck and, um, and it is, it's, it's born and it's surrounded by these, by um, cats. Okay, it's, so this duckling, I'm making this up as I go, so I hope it's gonna make sense in the end. But this duckling is, uh, is, finds itself amongst cats and it's not happy because it doesn't feel like cats are, uh, you know, it doesn't, can't seem to fit in. Now it's gonna do whatever it can to pretend to be a cat or to appear like a cat or to adopt, to fit in, to survive. Because if the cats figure out that this is not a kitten, they're going to kill it, abandon it, it will die in some way. So uh, it's nature for us to try and fit in with our tribe. And whether that is you know, by behavior or by the way we look or, uh, or whatever, you know, whatever form that takes will depend on what else is there, what other references we have. So um, looking like someone and again, this is unconscious. This is absolutely not conscious. But looking like someone is a way to unconsciously connect with them. Because if I, if I want to make sure that you like me and um, I am too different from you, you may not like me. So I'm going to try and mirror you. I'm going to try and look like you, uh, perhaps, if that's what uh, references I have in order to automatically um, make that connection. Does that make sense? It's important to remember it's, it's unconscious. It's definitely not conscious. <laughs> I just got totally lost there. I have to listen to it again. That's okay. Yes, absolutely. As you were talking there, um, I had um, three brothers and I always wanted to be um, I can remember at different stages, in public when I was quite young, um, I wanted to be a little boy because, you know, I didn't, mustn't have felt that I fitted in, but yes, yeah, so just when you're talking about the duck and the cat. Yes. Yeah, so that's a, that's a possibility. And here's the thing, if, 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 you know, from what you were saying, your mum was cold, so you didn't have that warmth and that support and all of that, you would have been looking for any way to get that because that feels unsafe. When we don't get affection as children, it's not about the affection, it's about survival. To that part of us that, uh, to, to the unconscious part of us that, that um, you know, uh, what you call it, um, uh, evolution part of us, survival depends on those around us. 
because we could die at any minute. We, they could kill us, they could abandon us, and we can't survive on our own. And if we're rejected by the tribe, that's the equivalent of death, as far as that you know, old part of us, is that uh, instinctive part of us is concerned. So when we aren't getting affection, affection is um, reassurance that we are accepted and that we're valuable enough to feed and keep alive and protect. When we aren't getting affection, there is that huge doubt that we may not be fed, we may be abandoned, or we may be killed, as far as the unconscious part of us is concerned. So children come up with automatically and unconsciously different ways of trying to make sure that they have some, some kind of security of survival, some kind of uh, reassurance that they'll survive. And sometimes that is you know, uh, uh, rebelling and trying to fit in with a different tribe, or sometimes it is um, doing whatever it takes to get negative attention because at least that's attention, because at least that's engagement. There's something there and it means that I can keep trying to improve. I can keep trying to get your attention. I can keep trying to get your um, approval, your love. That, that currency that is essential for survival, which is affection and approval. Does that make sense? I have no idea, but... Um. <laughs> you, can, you can watch the recording again to, to, to just get yeah. that. Because also what may be happening there is as I'm speaking, your brain may be shutting it off to, to protect you and that's okay. Then just gently listen to it again later um, you know, it, and, and see it in different ways mm -hmm. and of course ask questions um, for clarification. But looking like your mum makes perfect sense or, or, you know, worried about looking like your mum, uh, unconsciously looking like your mum, that, that whole subject there, considering your mum wasn't forthcoming with the approval and the affection and the love and the warmth makes perfect sense. But I didn't want her... Um... I didn't want her love. I didn't want well, to be held by her. It seems so strange. Yes. And the reason for that will just be because it became uh, so foreign. Well, but, I'm going to die here. Pardon? My battery's going to die here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep talking for, so that you can, you can watch it in the recording. So the... Um, the, the um, it, the part of you, the child in you would still have, there would have been a point in your life where that little you was, was wanting, was needing your mum's attention, approval and love before you learned that she was cold, she wasn't uh, forthcoming with it, she was reserved, however that was uh, uh, demonstrated. So you, although you were trained out of it consciously, so you consciously don't want her love because it feels weird and that, but that unconscious part of you still would have been striving for it because that's human nature and that's our instinct. And so while you were consciously going, I don't, I don't want it, I don't need it or whatever, your subconscious was going, we have to find a way. We have to find some kind of way in order to survive. So it's, a, it's, it's separating the conscious from the, sub, from the subconscious and, and, and remembering the differences between them. That the conscious mind is a completely different, um, it works in a completely different way to the subconscious, which is just all about survival. The conscious mind is all about making sense of things. So hopefully that helps. And, and if you watch this uh, recording and, and kind of see if you, you can pause it and rewind and all that if you like. And then, but then also ask if, if something doesn't make sense or you need more clarification on something, absolutely, you know, feel free to ask. So yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. You're very yeah. welcome. You're very welcome. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to muddy the water anymore, but I will add just one other thought to that. Yeah. That, um, the feelings that were generated as growing up in childhood. So that feeling of, I don't want that, uh, I don't want her love. I don't, so it, it became a coping technique, but then it also became a normal state of being. So again, it, it, 
It's not something that necessarily felt good, but your brain and body got used to that feeling. It got used to the, that neurochemical state of, I don't like this relationship. Mm -hmm. So now subconsciously, your brain is going, um, that feels normal. So now <laughs> let me come up with a way, I need a new dance partner to create that feeling. So if my mom isn't here anymore to help me feel that way, I can now look in the mirror and create that feeling for myself. So that may be another, another path or another avenue that's there for that too. That's really, yeah, spot on, Steve. So Katrina, that, that's definitely worth looking at. Is that, is Steve's right there? That feeling of, I don't want that. Yeah, you're, it's recreating now by looking like her and not wanting it. Yeah, fantastic. Good job, Steve. All right, and Kara. Good morning, Kara. Morning. Hey, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. Good, and any questions, comments? I love what you just said because um, I think I... Well, I find myself feeling like I'm my mother sometimes. Right. And I don't want to be those ways. Um, so what you just said really makes a lot of sense and explains that, Good. you know, that I'm just finding a way to connect with her. And, and I can see how that would also extend to trying to please our parents, living our life in a certain way, <clears throat> even though, I mean, both of my parents are gone. But I think there's ways I am um, living my life that would please them if they were here, yes. you know, so. Because also, um, although <coughs> consciously both of your parents are gone, your subconscious does not know that. Right. The subconscious, everything is now. Yeah. The whole of your childhood is happening right now as far as the subconscious is concerned, including any departed parents. Yeah. Well, plus I changed the memories that they're not gone. Right. Okay. So yes. So that in addition, yes. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So that, that makes perfect sense. And so if you were to, uh, if you were to be able to choose how, how you want to be, so, you know, decide like, I want to be like this and then make sure you've got childhood memories of your mother being like that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's how to change. Yeah, I did that with the outer things, but I haven't done it as much with the inner aspects mm -hmm. of of my mother. So that's great. There's there's some good strong stuff there because um, you know I I all through this work that you know that we do that that I've done on myself, I've always felt for me the challenge uh, is finding the the links the the references and that once i once you find them that's fantastic because you can change them so mm -hmm. it's always wonderful to find the actual you know when you find those references so that's great that you've yeah. you've discovered that well done good job and how's it been going with practicing the exercise the superpower um <clears throat> i don't remember as often as i would like and i started setting a timer a couple days ago and it went well for one day <laughs> and the next day I forgot to set it so um, I'm going to get back to that today wonderful and another little tip that I've, I've given people in the past is if you and and I know you know during lockdown we're limited with what we have in our homes but if you have a bowl uh, preferably glass or a glass um, and you fill that glass with uh, something like um, beads or um, grapes or whatever you've got around your home and every time you do the exercise take one out and put it into another container mm. and then by the end of the day the glass must be empty and I say glass so that you can see them so it makes it easier to remember because if it's a mug or something you may just not realize but if it's glass and then you can move them or a bowl you know and and move them into another container and then by the end of the day the glass container must be empty and the other one needs to be full i was trying that with uh, chocolate chips but it didn't work out so well <laughs> it wouldn't with me either steve <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's a great idea. That I think would work much better for me than the timer. Because the timer, I can just shut it off and then I don't that's remember it. to reset it. And so, yeah. That's it. And it's nice to have something physical to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the visual that you're, you're noticing it. And it means that when you get to the, you know, towards the end of the day and you've still got a few left, you could just do the exercise several times, you know, in a row. That's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good. Thank you, Kara, for sharing. Uh, Odile, I, I know that we were still kind of developing this, uh, this line of thinking a little bit earlier this morning, but I think that that conversation that we were having about the, the importance of the neuroscience behind repetition. If you could just you know, speak on that just a little bit, because I think that that also helps, you know, on another level yes. of why it's important to continue to the practice. Right. Yes. So thank you for, uh, for reminding me about that, Steve. So um, just to, just to give a, a very tiny snippet of, of what this, um, uh, you know, memory, the, memory consolidation. So in the brain, um, the hippocampus, you may have heard of the hippocampus related to memory, and the hippocampus actually is just for short-term memory, well, for spatial memory and short-term memory. So when you are, when you learn something, or when you experience something new, it's, uh, that information is in the hippocampus. And if you repeat it, if it's important enough for you to repeat, like let's say a new phone number or a new childhood memory, the repetition is crucial to move it into long-term memory, which is stored in a different place in the brain. So what we want to do is move these new memories and the superpower exercise, you know, the practicing the superpower exercise, because that creates new memory as well. All of that, we want to practice it enough that it moves into the, the long-term memory part of the brain so that it becomes automatic. So, you know, the, the part of the, the equivalent to, um, if somebody asks my name, I, I react immediately, or I see an orange and I know it's an orange, even though I can't remember how I learned it was an orange. So that's the, that's the kind of the, the part of the, uh, or the, the equivalent. We want these memories, the new memories and the superpower exercise and all of that, the new stuff to be repeated enough for it to actually be moved into the long-term part of the of the brain and and repetition is the only way to do that apart from trauma <laughs> so trauma experiences will immediately be stored um in as a long-term memory because of the involvement of the amygdala uh the fight freeze flight thing but uh apart from that repetition is the only way to really consolidate those memories number one and number two sleep allows the brain to process memory and it's and and consolidate it and again what happens during sleep is that memory is separated so information is separated during sleep from the source so that this is how our learning we establish our learning so again you know during during the day I may have experienced something with an orange and I learned that this is an orange and the color is orange. And then at some point I go to sleep and in, my, in the brain, the brain then separates the fact that I learned it because some, this person told me and it was sunny outside and all of those details, it takes out the information that is an orange. I must remember in future that when I see that thing, it's called an orange, and it is an orange color or whatever that is. So that's, so that's a, just a very tiny little bit of how memory is processed while we're sleeping. So that's the importance of allowing yourself to sleep. And so Katrina, I know you were saying earlier about feeling very tired today. And when that happens, especially when you know you're making a lot of changes mentally, so you're making a lot of changes in your brain, allow yourself to have extra sleep go with that feeling. So I'm feeling really tired. 
then don't do anything that doesn't need to be done today. Relax, rest, and get extra sleep so that your brain can process because your brain is pulling energy to try and process that stuff and it's making your body feel tired. So hopefully that helps. And so I think that was, that was pretty much what I was talking about this morning, wasn't it, Steve? Is that everything? And a little bit extra because <laughs> I hadn't talked about the sleep thing this morning. But well, yeah, and, and I think just a, a, another way of emphasizing the importance of doing the exercises. That it's not, it, it's not only just to feel good in the moment, it is that you're building those neural pathways and it be, it's becoming more of an automatic process. The more you do it, the more, the easier it becomes. And that's, that's right. As the it reason why. As it moves into the, the, the long-term memory part of the brain, I say part of the brain is not one part, but you know, when it, as it becomes a long-term memory physiologically in your brain, it, that's when it becomes easier and more natural and more automatic. And then you don't have to try as hard. Thank you, Steve. And mm -hmm. Kara, you wanted to ask something? Yeah, I just wanted to understand what you just explained about the brain <clears throat> separating. So would you say then, um, we've learned this tip from you um, this morning about um, choosing. Yeah. So when I go to sleep, my brain's not going to connect that with this chat. I mean, with this Zoom meeting, it will just take the information. Partly. So I think there's a lot, uh, there's a lot more involved in it and it won't necessarily do it today. So every time that, every time that information is brought for so every time we recall a memory, it changes, but it also is, you know, becomes more established and eventually with the processing during the while we're sleeping bits and pieces are it, it processes in different ways so uh, the example i want to give you is if you think about um how to drink out of a mug you can't remember presumably you can't remember how you learned to drink out of a mug you just know how to do it mm. so yeah. that's how that's it and so it doesn't necessarily happen with all memories so for example, you'll remember um, you know, an event that happened, you'll remember this yesterday, right? And you'll remember who was here or some of the people that were here and that. So the brain takes out information it doesn't, it thinks is not, so it separates according to what, it, what appears to be important. Okay. To moving forward, to survival, to you know, move, uh, uh, becoming more, um, stronger and all of that kind of thing we're all basically related to survival Does okay that I, yeah that helps a lot can i ask one more question that's a little bit off topic of course yeah okay so um bruce lipton talks about that the best time to um program our mind is when we're in theta mm -hmm. and that we're in theta as we're going to sleep and as we're waking up yes but if i I have a long self-hypnosis tape I listen to that I'm sure a lot of it is happening when I'm asleep in Delta. So is that still working or does it have to be theta? So, so that's a, that's a great, that is actually a great question. And I know I used to listen to self-hypnosis tapes as well. And the same sort of thing, you know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and thinking, well, I was definitely fast asleep during that because I was dreaming. But um, so I think I, and, and I don't know a lot you know, on the topic, but what I think uh, from the bits that I do know, I do know that the brain does not go to sleep. I do know that uh, while our consciousness reduces, the brain itself is very, is still busy. So that delta state where we think, well, delta is when we're asleep, the brain is still, is still uh, doing stuff. It's just doing different stuff to what it does when, when we're awake. And part of that from what they know, so that, you know, not a lot is known about sleep right now. Um, even after all of the uh, scientific research and that, they still don't know exactly why we sleep. But one of the things they do know is that while we are sleeping, uh, the brain appears to be processing memories. So it, uh, what they think happens is that it runs through what happened during the day pulls out bits that seem to be important 
separates it from bits that don't seem to be important and consolidates the memories that that we need to so we're constantly growing every day we experience stuff where information is being processed and added so that indicates to me that even when you are in delta it's still possible for that information to be going in because your brain is still your ears certainly can still hear because your ears don't close off or anything and mm -hmm. your brain is still awake just in a different um state so it's just that you're conscious you're not consciously um aware does that kind of help a bit that's that's really the closest i can as much as i can as you know as much as my knowledge allows yeah uh, very, yeah great thank you you're very welcome <laughs> all right and so going on to carrie hi carrie hi um so i've been doing well good but then again i can't sleep at night so right um and i have a feeling that that you are all to thank for that. Okay. <laughs> so thank you for letting me sleep. You're very, very welcome. I'm so glad to hear that. And, um, well, these two that I have noticed this week is that I am kind of unable to meditate. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like maybe doing this prepare exercise would be more important. Okay. Okay. So um, I think that, you know, I do both and Steve does as well. We both meditate as well. But having said that, um, two things. First of all, I couldn't meditate before I got to master in the superpower. And even for a while after that, I just... I couldn't get myself to sit still for long enough to meditate, but uh, I was spending most of the day in the superpower state. And for me, that was enough. But then um, actually not long ago, probably, I don't know, a few months ago, last towards the end of last year, something like that, I suddenly had this urge to meditate. And so I then started, to, when I get up, I don't switch on the lights or anything. I just um, come through and just sit quietly and meditate. Now, while I, I do a combination, so the meditation, I, I do the um, Vipassana, is that what it's called? Vipassana, Vipassana, whatever it's called. Vipassana. Vipassana. So it's just um, the, you know, feeling the breath under your nose, breathing in and out and um, focusing mm. on that and, um, and then noticing any feelings in the body and recognize that that's a feel, so feeling, thought, feeling thought it's there you can look it up on youtube so i do that to begin with and then i do the superpower while i'm in meditation so then i go then i open my heart i go through the whole you know just feeling it uh, spreading out and then i aim it at different people events um things you know that are uh, happening in the world and then go back to the vipassana uh, <laughs> state uh before before then coming out. And so in that varies, you know, the, the amount of time varies. It depends on how, how long I feel like doing it. So you can do both. You can combine them if you like. Does that help? Well, I had always tried to get into get into this state of the superpower before I meditated. Okay. Just just in case I fell asleep. Yes. Well, and that's okay. I was finished. Yeah. So you can do both. Uh, so, you know, it, it, you could do that. And if you find you're not able to get into the superpower state, then perhaps go into the meditative state first. If you fall asleep, it doesn't matter. You can do it when you wake up. You can go back into the superpower. But it may help you to get into the superpower by going into the meditative state first. And you can switch it up. Sometimes you can do it like that, and sometimes you can go into the superpower first. So, but the, the most important thing with the superpower is that you can do it during the day when you're not, you don't have to sit still. It doesn't have to be a meditation. So, excuse me, I think that's where the biggest 
benefits come is if you're doing it while you're doing other things, while you're washing your, your dishes, while you're, um, you know, taking a shower, while you're brushing your teeth, while you're sitting here right now, you know, so you can, it, it, the great thing is, although when we do it here, we do it as a kind of, you know, meditative state, we close your eyes, deep breath and all that, and we focus on it, the, the aim of it, the goal of it is for it to become part of who you are all the time in everyday life. So um, when we are, for example, right now, as I'm speaking to you, I'm in that state all, anyway, all the time. So, and that's, so that's the, the idea is to be in that state as much as you can in your, in your daily life because that's when you're strong. That's when you are your authentic self and it will be affecting everything you do. It will be affecting what you notice, the ideas you come up with, problem solving. You know, it will uh, affect your, obviously, your connection with other people and um, how you know, your health, of course, and, and all of that kind of thing. The more it becomes part of who you are. And, it, you know, it, it, it's a little bit of a challenge to keep, to, to get there because one keeps forgetting. I don't know if you've ever tried to change your posture. So, you know, uh, if, if you kind of tend to sit like this, which I used to, <laughs> and then you sit up and um, sit up straight, sit up straight, you know, and you keep having to, you know, <laughs> remind yourself or, um, or anything like that, or you maybe chew your nails or wh whenever there's something that you want to, that you do unconsciously and automatically, and you have to keep reminding yourself this is the same thing. So you're going about your day feeling whatever level is, um, is your status quo normally. And then it's reminding yourself, oh, superpower, feel the love, open my heart, color, subject, however you get into it, phrase or word. So it's just remembering to stand up straight <laughs> mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, whatever sort of you remember to stop biting your nails or something like that. So does that help a little bit? Yes. Good. Good job, Carrie. And thank you for sharing. And I'm so oh, proud of you. And, and I wanted to say that, that it is not even necessary for me to feel, to feel a little love in order to send it. Sorry, say that again. It's and not. That, it's not necessary for me to feel the love in order to send it. Well, and actually, I have noticed that sometimes people and objects around me will respond when I'm just sending love, like when I'm shining a light into a dark place. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's great. And, and, you know, so that absolutely is, is, um, is, it's good to do that. And in addition to that, be sure to keep practicing filling yourself with it as well. Loving. So filling all the cells of your body as well before aiming it. And as you say, even if you can't feel it, make sure that you've, that's your intention. And as you practice it, you'll start to feel it more and more. Yes. Good job. Well done. Thank you. You're very welcome. Good job. All right. And on to Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. How are you doing today? Hi. Well, um, I am, I was very tired after yesterday. Right. Um, I decided to take it easy for the day. And then I don't know what time it was. And all of a sudden I said, I've got to watch those videos. I have this session in the morning. I've got to do my homework. <laughs> I've been, I was avoiding it all day. So um, I did all my homework. I watched, thank you, Steve, for the videos. I watched the videos. I watched a lot of your videos. So many of your different videos. Okay. Um, and it was very uh, enlightening. And then... Um, I was supposed to write the letter to mm -hmm. the justice letter, but I wasn't really sure 
who I was to write that to, if it was myself, and if I wasn't exactly sure of the whole thing, and I had already done so much that I decided to let myself off the hook for the day, and um, and I also um, sort of made myself, because I was feeling really embarrassed about yesterday, and sort of like I knew I would, like a little disgusted with myself. So then I decided that I forced myself to watch the video, yesterday's video, and then I had some, I was, I don't know, I was just like, okay, be nice to yourself. <laughs> like I kind of built up a little compassion. And um, that's when I, that was kind of what started me off to, to have a different attitude towards myself. So I would like to do the letter, but I'm not really sure how to do it. And I also did the, um, I told you, I did the video about the, the redoing the childhood, which was very interesting. So I'm going to explore that further. Oh, good, good, good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you found that interesting. So with the letter, so first of all, well done for doing all of that. And most of all, well done for building that compassion for yourself and for giving yourself some time off that you know, that was, that's really important. So well done. For and, that. and I just want to add to when um, Carol said the nice thing to me after, yes. you know, when I was watching that, that just made me really feel so good and sad, but like, I don't know. I just had a really bigger reaction to that. Someone being kind to me really felt good. So thank you. Yes, that's, and so that is an indication of a little child, a little, the little you, really needing that uh, you know yeah. when, when you were little and not getting it so uh, you know one of the things that we teach is to give the little you now what they should have been given when they were little when when you were little so anything that that um, should have been said to you as a child um, you know make sure you create memories of that number one you saying it to little you but also hear your parents and teachers in that saying to, to little you so well done um, Cheryl I'm really proud of you and, and very excited for you because this is just the beginning of, of, of that kind of uh, empowerment as for the letter um, so if I'm remembering co correctly you your mum your mum was alcoholic and you were her caretaker uh, you, you were saying yesterday so i would start with your mum i would start by writing doing addressing the first um due justice letter to your mum oh. from the little you because if you know if she hadn't done whatever she did you wouldn't have been put in that position if she had been uh the caretaker then that little you would have had a normal childhood a happy childhood or whatever so whatever that little you feels and thinks start with your mum first I would say okay get everything out remember to be as vicious and you know <laughs> unforgiving <laughs> as possible because two reasons number one no one's ever going to see it no one's ever going to know what you wrote this is only for you and number two anything you don't express stays in you so you want to make sure you get all that that stuff out anything you know even if it's unreasonable and so what a lot you know a lot of the times we find ourselves going like writing um what we think or what we feel and another part of us goes well they were doing the best they can they could or well i deserved it or whatever that is make sure you uh nip those in the bud this is not the place for those thoughts this is just i don't care you were blah 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 so you know and swear and you know be as get all and see it as anything that comes out that comes up then is already inside you it's already there that's where it's coming from so this is not about creating um anger or frustration or meaning uh oh that's a good point it's already there all you're doing is cleaning it out and so the the intention behind it is to to get rid of it to clear it so that you're able to then when you then when you finish the letter and you are then in a position to uh to look at it and say well you know if they'd been raised differently they would have been different and it, you know they were doing the best they can then all of that is genuine and there's nothing in the background going 
but this isn't fair and it shouldn't ha you know what I mean? You, you've got all yeah. of that out. And if you think about it as the child in you, finally somebody stood up for her. Oh, somebody nice. is standing up for her. And if you think about it as an adult, if you were there now and you were witnessing, if you could go back in time and you could see that little you experiencing what she was experiencing, you would step in and go, excuse me, but this is not, this is not acceptable. This is not how this child should be treated. And this is what's happening. As far as the child in you is concerned, finally someone is standing up for her. And if there's any excusing in the letter, so if, you know, so we've had people who, who they do the letter and then they end with, but I forgive you and, you know, I, I, it's okay. You know, anything, anything redemption, any kind of redemption in that letter, the equivalent of that is the child being hurt and then you go to the person, you say, you shouldn't have done this, da, 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 but, you know, it's okay. And that child hears that. And it means I'm still not worthy. I'm still, I just, you know, I'm not important enough. They've been let off the hook. Do not let them off the hook in this letter. <laughs> okay. okay. So this letter is not for letting people off the hook. There's no excuse for anything anybody did. Okay. That comes after the healing. Oh, that comes after this as part of the healing. Okay. All right. That makes sense. I like that. Thank you. You're very, very welcome, Cheryl. Thank you for sharing. All right. And uh, so now we have the chat. We have, let's go back. Uh, Lisa, um, this is perfect uh, advice. Choosing love, excitement, and joy. Very beautiful for a most magnificent life. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for sharing that. And... Um, all right. And um, Kara says, trance breaker. I'm not sure what that was in relation to. Um, but if you want to clarify it, Kara, yeah. Oh, it was when you were um, talking about the um, ESC, the superpower. Yes. Oh, yes. So Absolutely. it takes us out of the automatic pilot. Right. Yes, that's right. A trance breaker. Absolutely. Yes. So um, when, when you're in the trance of the negative uh, state or memories or thoughts or whatever, the superpower is uh, breaks that, that trance. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that. All right. And someone else says, children behave a lot like that. My little girl imitates her friends a lot. The same clothes, same toys looks very important to her. It makes sense. Good job. Um, that's really good, Steve. I was thinking she, she felt anger, a defense. Yes. Okay. So um, I think that's everything from the chat and the check-ins. So uh, let's, oh, the time has sped by. So let's do the exercise. All right. And of course, you continue to ask questions if you have, but in the meantime, we'll do the, uh, do the process. So deep breath, close your eyes and go into your superpower state. However you do that, using your word or phrase or using the exercise. Feel your heart opening. Feel that expansion in your chest and that light or energy shining out from it. And now feel that light or energy, that love and appreciation spreading down to your toes, up to the top of your head and out to your fingertips. So you're now full of that light that energy. Imagine it filling each of the 50 trillion cells that make up your body. Love each cell just for existing. And now think of your subject, keep your subject filled with that light, 
that energy, that love and appreciation, even as they reject you, they don't want to be with you, maintain that state. Love them anyway, no matter what. Very good. And now let's shine that light, that energy at Katrina. Fill Katrina with that beautiful light or energy from the tips of her toes to the top of her head, out to her fingertips. Love her just for existing. Love every aspect of Katrina. She's perfect exactly as she is. And now imagine that light or energy overflowing from her and filling the mirror she's looking at and looking in. The image in the mirror, see that being filled with light and love, that energy. Love that image, that mirror image, exactly as it is without needing it to change. And watch that light or energy overflowing from that image and filling the whole room Katrina's in. Very good. And now let's go on to Kara and fill Kara with that light or energy from the tips of her toes to the top of her head and out to her fingertips. Love Kara just for existing. Exactly as she is. She's perfect as she is. Very good. And now onto Lisa. Let's fill Lisa with that same light or energy from the tips of her toes to the top of her head out to her fingertips. Love Lisa just for existing. Good job. And now on to Cheryl. Fill Cheryl with that same light or energy from the tips of her toes to the top of her head out to her fingertips and love Cheryl just for existing, exactly as she is. Very good. And now on to Carrie. Fill Carrie with that same love, that light, that energy, from the tips of her toes to the top of her head, out to her fingertips. So she's now full of that energy, that light. Love Carrie just for existing. And allow that love, that light, that energy to overflow from Carrie and fill her daughter with that same love, that light, that energy. Love that little girl just for existing, exactly as she is. Very, very good. And now to all those who are on the call but don't have their camera on, send that light, that energy, that love to each of them. Fill them from their tips of their toes to the tops of their heads, out to their fingertips. Love each one of them just for existing. Very good. And now I want you to think of you later today, that version of you, whatever you're doing later today, fill that version of you with that love, that light, that energy. Love that version of you just for existing, no matter what. And now the child you, the little you, fill that child with that same light or energy, that love. 
I'm going to do something a little bit different now. And some of you may not be able to do it. Some of you may, and it doesn't matter. Just have a go and practice it until you are able to do it. I want you to think of your parents. When you were a child, imagine you're both your parents and fill them with that light, that energy, that love and appreciation, no matter what. So love them exactly as they are. Imagine them being filled with that light or energy from the tips of their toes to the top of their head and out to their fingertips, shining light into any darkness. And now imagine that light or energy overflowing from your parents and filling the little you. So that light, that energy, that pure unconditional love power is shining from your parents' hearts into the little you and filling that little you with that pure, unconditional love power. Very, very good. And you can open your eyes. And how was that for everybody? Was that good? All right, good job. And any questions, any clarifications? Uh, how was your experience of doing it with the parents? That was, in, that was something that just occurred to me now as we were doing it. I just kind of came up with that idea. So hopefully that was helpful. But if you have any queries or questions about that, let me know. Lisa says, very good. Good job. Love that so much. Yay. I'm so glad. Thank you. That's fantastic. Very, very good, everyone. Carol? good it felt really good um my question is when i <clears throat> went to send it to my okay i've changed my parents so they look different and they act different but when i did this it went to the way they used to be good okay so that's okay how did that feel when when you did that when it went to the way they used to be and you were filling them with that love it felt good good yeah. so what that is so you've created the new reference but what's brilliant now is that you have, um, you've shined light into the darkness of the old reference. And so that will transform. And what you may find, especially um, if you practice that a little bit and then after sleeping, you may find there's a, there's a shift there in, in how your parents are represented. Does that help a bit? Yeah. yeah. Good job. And so, you know, what, what we do with, um, what I do with my own memories is because I use, of course, the superpower all the time. That's, you know, that's my state. When it comes to changing um, negative memories, this is the state that is there all the time. So when I go, when, you know, when I talk about, um, like, like with Steve, you know, in the, in in the beginning when we first met and we were helping each other with um, finding different memories and that, when I would come up with, an, with a link and I go, oh yeah, because when I was a child, I remember now that I had this, um, you know, whatever it was, I was told that, um, come hurry up, hurry up. Everything was about hurrying up. There was no, uh, you know, it wasn't relaxed. It was very, uh, we were always being pushed and chivied. As I talk, as I say those words, my brain is automatically sending unconditional love to the whole lot and then it changes. So that's what you want. Uh, ideally is that as you come up with these negative memories, you're able to shine light into them and they change much quicker and easier. Great. All right, good job. Thank you for sharing that. All right, so any other questions or, um, oh, is that when we did the parents, something definitely shifted to so much light and love. Yay. I felt the oneness and happiness. Super great. Wow. Loved it very much. Thank you so much. That's wonderful to hear. Thank you for that feedback, sweetheart. Excellent. And um, I have to leave. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful weekend. Very good. And uh, um, love that so much. Sounds like forgiveness. So it's, it's part of the forgiveness. And as you do that, and then the, the ultimate forgiveness is changing the memories so that whatever there was, so that there's no, nothing to forgive. So let's say, um, my, you know, 
um, my family member betrayed me. And now, so I do the unconditional love and all of that. And then when I change that memory to where they didn't betray me, that's the ultimate forgiveness. So, um, so that's fantastic. Um, excellent. I am so grateful for this wonderful insight into this relationship with my mother. There was resistance to giving to my mom. Fantastic, Katrina. Well done. I'm so, I'm so glad about that. And keep keep doing that and uh, give yourself extra sleep so your brain can process it as well, can process all of that information. Yay, well done everyone. Oh yes, and on the topic of sleep and, um, and memories and that, and that's, it's another good reason for practicing your new memories before you go to bed, before you go to sleep, because your brain will be doing more of the processing while you're asleep, Do more of that new memory consolidation. So, and the same goes for if you're learning anything, like when I was a singer and when I learned a new song, lyrics, I would do the lyric, you know, practice the lyric, try and learn the lyrics and during the day, whenever, and then I would run through them. I'd actually read them just before going to bed. And the next day when I woke up, I found it was much easier to recall them than it had been the day before when I was actually working on them. And that's because the brain consolidates that information overnight. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Love you all. Odile, uh, just a, a, a clarification. Uh, same link for next week. Oh, yes. Everybody. Thank you. For, I forgot it's Friday. So uh, we will be continuing next week because this seems to be, you know, going well. We're enjoying it. We love, we're so grateful to be able to uh, connect with all of you. We, we're so enjoying it. Um, so I will create a new booking link. Um, the, it will be the same Zoom link, so you can just click on that link and come in. The reason I create the booking link is uh, if you want the reminder emails. So if you book through, um, if you book your ticket through Eventbrite, there are emails set up that come an hour before and 20 minutes before that have the Zoom link in them, and that makes it easier. So you can just click on that link; it's right at the top of your email. So that's the answer to that, and I'll send that that booking link out to everyone. Uh, next week, yay! Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome, and we'll we'll miss you over the weekend. We look forward to seeing you on Monday. <laughs> all right, have a fantastic weekend, everyone. Lots of love to all of you. Bye.